0: You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world class.
1: Sponsored by Dext. Make the businesses you advise more productive, profitable and powerful with better data and insights.
0: It's the Accounting Influencers podcast with me, Rob Brown, bringing you leaders and experts all over the world from the uh, domain of accounting and finance. And they don't come much more influential than the head of the AICPA and CIMA in the United States. We are thrilled to have with us today, of Corey Ramsey. Good day to you, sir.
1: Good day, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Now that title sounds very grand. Is your job as glamorous as it
1: sounds? You know, it, it is a it's a it's a wonderful job, and it's an it's a immense responsibility but also a wonderful opportunity as well. And, and I'm glad to be in in this space. Uh we we have a global board, you know, that, that really supports the profession worldwide and we are doing work that ultimately supports approximately 700,000 members across the world. So for for me it's it is something that it's a huge role but it's also one that is kind of done while I'm also doing my my day job, which is my day job is to be the vice president of Sabmens Oxy for Kaiser Permanente. Which is a ninety-seven billion-dollar integrated healthcare system out of the uh, out of the U.S., but we're we're
0: kind of around domestically. You must have more hours in your day than the rest of us mortals.
1: <laughs> not not even. It's just that maybe a little less sleep than than many. But but at the end of the day, it works out well.
0: Fair enough. So, chair of the AICPA and. Seema, there's a lot going on there. What are the key things on your list of priorities at the moment? Um,
1: so my three priorities, which are aligned with our Sema president as well, who is Sarah Ghosh. Uh, those three themes are innovation to, uh, advancing innovation within the profession, to instill trust and integrity in such areas as sustainability, and then also to support the next generation of accountants and giving them equitable opportunities to succeed.
0: Wow. There's so much to go into there. How innovative is the accounting profession as a whole? Because we look at something like double entry bookkeeping, very simply, basically, it's been that way forever. And accountants, monthly recurring fees, public accounting, there's not a whole lot of incentives for them to change beyond what's mandated by law but then we're in crazy times. The need to innovate has never been higher. So just talk to us a little bit about that. Excellent. Well, so Rob, when I think about the way that, you know, the the way
1: technology is changing the way that we do our work, that, and that's really, you know, across the world, that we have to be, in, in front, you know, and aligned with what we're seeing in terms of technology advancements. And so we think about AI, right? And we talk a lot about how is AI advancing, and how do we leverage that technology so that when we are looking at the different types of ways that of working, that we're leveraging technology in the infrastructure of what we do. So whether it is when you think about um, looking at instead of you know sampling transactions. Maybe you're looking at the entire, like, let's see, everything that's in, in accounts receivable. or you're looking at, like, the entire, you know, you know, entire balance, and you're looking for anomalies because you're able to leverage technology to be able to do that type of analysis for you. So we need to be thinking about how do we you, you leverage that. Um, chat GPT. You know that it's it's a great tool, but also could be a dangerous tool if they've not done and utilized incorrectly. So how do we again use these tools to really help us in thinking about the work and really advancing how individuals you know, leverage the information? Because uh, at the end of the day, I really believe it's important that we think about the way uh, we can leverage technology in helping us with, when we think about um, recruiting. You know, as well, bringing more individuals into, into the profession, uh, the younger generation is very much looking at organizations that are, you know, fast track, that are driving change, that are really evolving the way that you know people work, the flexibility around that, but also feeling like there's a sense of, well, I, I see the value, you know, in what I do, and so technology can really help us to create a greater sense of you know, what we kind of call the fat middle where you now have a lot of individuals who have immense amount of skills, but they're not an entry level because they've you know gotten to a certain place in their career, but it's you have to have that level of experience and knowledge to be able to really further advance your customers or your your businesses. So, you, but intelligence and leveraging technology to do that will be extremely helpful in helping us to advance in that space.
0: You're clearly on the cutting edge. You mentioned chat, GPT and AI. We know that ChatGPT can pass the bar exam now and can probably pass a CPA qualification. There are some quarters feeling threats from this. What do you feel are the big threats to the accounting profession as we see it today? You know, well, so first I will tell you that
1: while ChatGPT may try to take the CPA exam, <laughs> it's taking a simulation of maybe past exams and questions, but it's not passed the actual CPA exam. So just. just- I stand corrected, yes. But, but but I would say in terms of uh, the, the the risk that if we are not, um, so, so you risk in terms of utilizing technology or, or, um, or in such things as ChatGPT or its impact on the profession. I just want to make sure I'm clear on which way your question is going. Well,
0: certainly the role of an accountant these days is changing. We know that there's downward pressure on compliance fees and the bread and butter, the audit, the tax, a lot of stuff that accountants have been doing. Looking back historically, we know that there's more value placed on advisory and consulting services because that's what businesses need right now. When we look at the threats to the traditional accounting role, where would you say they are coming from? Got it.
1: Yes, thank you. So appreciate that clarification. Well, so, so I would say there it's multi multifaceted in that you know first is that if organizations are not utilizing technology to advance how they do their work, they will become they will go by the way of the dinosaur. So they, they have to figure out how do I incorporate you know, technology into the work that I do uh, with my clients because and also in business industry, because if I don't, it definitely will have an impact. Um, but I believe it also has an impact from the, from the talent shortage as well. The people in terms of the work that they wanna do, if we're doing things the way that we have historically, we won't be able to get the same top tier talent to come into the organization with those bright minds to really help us think about ways that we can advance. I do know that I, I've experienced with different you know, organizations, especially on the, the public accounting side, where they are leveraging technology so that they don't even have to meet in person with their clients. They can take that like they, they talk with their clients all the time, but they, they're eliminating the paperwork because they require that everything be provided electronically so they can utilize you know the information and it allows them to you know, really speed up the work that they're, they're doing. So it's a, how do you work creatively? Right, to really drive this, this work forward. So I see that as, as probably the, one of the biggest challenges, as well as just if you're not
0: utilizing it, it's kind of the risk of survival you know, to how you operate. Technology can be our friend, but it can also be an enemy. It's going forward so fast. You're very passionate about the younger generation. And when we look at the people taking accounting degrees, that's going down. When we look at people coming into the public accounting profession, that's going down in certain parts of the world. Just the profession of accounting have an image problem or is that happening across all sectors everywhere, Or Corey, from what you see?
1: You know, so, so the pipeline is definitely something that I believe is an opportunity for us to improve upon. I think it's, it's again, multifaceted in that you've got a lower number of um, individuals who are, who are being born, so birth rates are down. That's gonna have an impact on the number of individuals who are going to go to college. And then the impact on the number of students who are gonna ultimately go into accounting, right? Those are all spaces that, that are, are you know, areas. The salaries that we pay, You know, CPAs, it's, it's different than some areas that are really growing such as technology or even other areas of finance. That has an impact as well. And then the type of work that we do, what we've historically done, I think that that's a challenge too, in terms of creating an interest to make people want to say, yeah, I really like to be a part of that. And then I would say a fourth item would be understanding the value proposition in the, I'll say that the um, financial benefits that you can receive upon staying in the profession. But not knowing that or it being kind of that, that black box of what does it take to make partner? what does it take to make it to be a you know a chief financial officer? The path to get there sometimes can be a little unknown and if you don't know that you might go into something that you think is a bit more clear or that I can you know really get my salary that I prefer earlier on than you know what it will take to get you there later in your career. And so i believe that we have to work on all those aspects as well as the cost of education education is not the same cost that it used to be you know many years ago even you know, when i was in school so that how do you make it more affordable you know, for young people to get their college education get meet the requirements that are needed to you know sit for the exam certify but also feeling like there's value in the type of work that they do and having the level of interest in what they do as well
0: is there any pressure on the business structures of accounting firms, that part of that equity model, the young generation don't necessarily want to buy into that. They're not thinking that long term. Do you see any of that? Definitely. and I think there has to be more to the story, but also
1: it, like, how do we kind of advance the process of people moving within firms? Like, I would say that the structure for the larger firms has been the same for a very long time. You can expect that it's going to take you somewhere between 10 to 12 to 15 years sometimes to become a partner in a public practice. With a smaller practice, we're saying that that time frame can be shorter, but the rewards also can be different than they are with you know, see, a larger firm. But I believe at the same time we have to really talk about what, what kind of skills are you bringing to the table? Are you someone who can possibly be a rainmaker and that you don't need you know eight to ten years to ultimately get to that same place that maybe someone else does take that long? We have to be flexible, you know, as a profession in terms of how we reward and compensate individuals for you know really bringing their best to the table and and having a you know, have a greater impact on the organizations in which they work. We had
0: Herschel Frierson on the show recently. You'll appreciate he's okay. the chair of the National Association of Black Accountants. Talk to us, Okori, about diversity in the profession and where that's heading. We chaired a number of panels recently with some of the leading female influencers in accounting, managing partners of big firms across the world, heads of associations and networks. There is a lot of women in leadership positions, but we might argue not enough. So there's that whole diversity play. Where are you at with all
1: that? Well, I, I believe diversity, uh, a background, experience, ethnicity all play a really critical role in terms of our you know, overall profession, making sure that we have seats at the table for everyone and that we're building bigger tables, right? So, because there needs to be more Views and perspectives represented, and I would say, you know, I, I'm a very good friend of Herschel. I know him very well. I'm a lifetime member of the National Association of Flight Counselors or NAVA Inc., and so I so I have a, a very strong affinity to the organization. But but I do believe that we have not been the uh, a profession that has um, you know really brought more folks in to the degree that, that we need to. But I also see that shifting. And I see that when you think of individuals like me serving as you know the first African American male chair of the association in its now 136 37 year history, that's that's evolution. We're, we're we're making some moves, and and I come behind Kimberly Ellison Taylor, who you might have you know also met or exchanged. We, we're seeing that when you look at our board now, if you were to take a, a picture of our of our global board, you would see the the vastness of of the diversity in, in both in ethnicity but also in gender experience that really brings a lot to the table so I, I do believe that this can be a differentiator in terms of helping us to be you know having greater uh, perspectives of thought coming to the table but also uh, to really just advance the work that we're doing and to have, you know everyone feel like there's a seat at the table for them to join what we're doing and that we want them to be a part of this profession because we believe that it is among the best professions to uh, to really advance your career to have a great family and, and to really make an impact on economies in the world.
0: There's no doubt, Okori, that trust is a problem across the world. Trust in the government and the political system in all countries this is not an all-time low. Trust in the education system, trust in the judicial system, trust in the, the health system, trust in any big organization is at a premium when you look at the reputation of the accounting profession and public trust in what you're doing there how do you assess your performance and how you viewed you
1: know that's that's a really
0: deep question Right, and, and I, I would
1: say so. so thank, thank you for that, and I, I do believe that it's my job to put you on the spot,
0: Ocarina, <laughs> and It's your job to answer the tough questions.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and I would tell you that I think when you think about the impact that we've had, especially more recently you know, during this the, the pandemic, right, of uh, helping organizations to really survive right through the pandemic, working with the IRS on looking at strategies around how can we you know, really help organizations um they extend the tax deadlines right so that they're you know dealing with the the challenges that they were at that time um to still you know support the you know, economy because i really believe that when you think about the largest number of businesses are small businesses they are the foundation you know of our economy and that they need quality you know, cpas and accounting and finance professionals to really help them to keep their businesses strong and healthy but also to grow and so I believe that the profession, the fact that as part of our name, you know, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, we have the we have the responsibility to the public to make sure that we're doing the right things, and that they can you know depend on what we're doing to ultimately support the, the organizations that they utilize and that they rely on for various goods and services. So I I really do believe that we do have a very strong. Foundation in terms of our you know, our profession and in terms of the you know the integrity and the brand of the CPA and, and accounting professionals, but it's something that we can't take for granted, that we have to consistently be you know, doing the right things, making sure that we're uh, you know upholding appropriate standards for the individuals who are entering the profession, but also for organizations and holding them accountable as well to meet those standards for uh, reporting, so that. People in the public can, again, rely on the information that ultimately is being certified and verified by accountants and
0: CPAs. That's a very diplomatic answer. You did that extremely well. I'm just thinking of the, the scrutiny that, say, audit is under, or the big four, or and that transparency, that that accountability that you're promising there, that's much needed and will give confidence to the business community out there that you guys are in charge. Now, I'd like to ask you an unusual question, and it it's well qualified coming from a Brit that I am. When I talk to Americans about the political system there, your president apparently has very little power because the country is run by lobbyists and they hold the power. So I wanted to ask you an unusual question. You are chair of the biggest association in the world. And on the outside of it, it would look like you wield a huge amount of power. But actually, is the power divested in various regional and state associations in different ways or do you actually have all the power that i perceive you to be as chair of this massive global organization <laughs> well, well I, I can tell you for certain i don't have all that all <laughs> going, being power played, You Just to be absolutely clear so you can't click your fingers and, and change happens just like that because you say so no,
1: that, that that is absolutely certain that I, I cannot do that. But, but let me tell you a little bit about the ecosystem. So so you have you know the SCP and SEMA, which is again representing approximately seven hundred thousand members across the world. We really look as as a board. To make sure that we're thinking about the issues around you know strategy of where we want to operate uh, in terms of like across you know across the world where where are opportunities where we should either be investing the work where we should be divesting where should we should hold steady these uh, in terms of like where we where we engage uh, what are the different types of issues how do we in terms of support advocacy both from governments in where in the environments in which we work but also it, it advocating for individuals for small business for uh, large Large firms across again across the globe. These are you know spaces where we where we look to focus. But also, um, what's next? How do we leverage AI and technology, and how we create tools that really support CPAs and uh, finance professionals to advance the work that they're doing in their respective spaces? So I look at us as, as that national or international group who are advocating and driving that. Now at the same time, you have what we call the state societies. Right, which or at least in the in the US. So, you know, Cal CPA is a state society in which I came up in, right, and and they do a lot of work on the local level, right. So in, in each state, you have a state CPA society that is really driving the interest of members who often are members of both the state society and the association, right. So, so how do we make sure that we're partnering and engaging together so that we can advance the interest of those members in the us across you know across the states but even more broadly than that same thing from a semen perspective you know when we look at the regions in which we operate how do we make sure that we are really again driving support for those organizations that seek you know accounting and finance services across the world and partnering with those you know organizations as well so so the thing is it's really more of how do we leverage this huge network that we have in that the SCP and SEMA combined really represents that that global body that can convene and bring these different interests together in, uh, in order to support the masses. And, and so that's what I look at the, how, how we have, our, where our strength is, is really in partnership, bringing together the thought leaders across the world, making sure that we're advocating at the highest levels and then bringing that down
0: into all these different spaces where ideally we're working together. You seem like a very soft-spoken, gentle person, but I would imagine, and I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of you, but I would imagine, given the accounting profession, there are a lot of people that want to preserve the status quo. A lot of people that like things just as they are. Probably some of the older accountants, to be fair. How good are you, Okori, in putting your foot down or laying the law down or pushing back to those people that are not advocates for change like you are.
1: You know, the, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in partnership, but I also believe that it's important that you um, you have to you know, have a you know, firm grasp of information and you want to leverage uh, data to really support your positions. So it's not, it's not about hunches. It's not about theories or what I'd like to have. It's really what does the data tell us? Are the right answers of how we take this you know, profession forward, and leveraging that, and also understanding that people need to be heard. Like you, you will find where yeah. I, I think I would I would agree with you that I can be a soft so, uh, spoken person, but I also am you know, kind of very clear. And I shouldn't say kind of. I just am. I'm clear in the way that I think about things and how we're trying to drive things forward. And what are the what are the levers that we need to pull to make that true? And so bringing people in is always my goal of how do I understand where you're coming from, hear your perspective, if it's different than mine, understand that there's sometimes where we where we won't be aligned, but that we just have to do the right thing to move things forward. But ideally talk to you and upon understanding what are those things that are standing in your way from aligning with where we're trying to go. To start to pick those off and then hopefully that brings you in but knowing that you're not going to get everybody right, and, and that's in any type of situation you're not going to get everybody but you want to get the majority and have those individuals understand the value of where we're going and to be able to see
0: what is possible through our partnership and work together and that's generally what i tried to do so when it comes to the end of your tenure how would you like to be remembered in terms of your legacy or to what degree you were successful in your role as chair? thank you for that
1: this actually goes back so i I, i'll tell you i I taught a a class i was an adjunct professor at School state for a couple of years and my class was on leadership so it was leadership in action and i had the class go through a leadership exercise which was just what you just stated what do you want your legacy to be and in this particular case you had to have a legacy that was only six words. Whoa, that's tough. But so my legacy... So you're ready for this question then, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, Rob, <laughs> is to live a life that mattered, okay? And so very simple is to live a life that mattered. Six words. Six words, right? And so when I think about what I'm doing in terms of this role in the legacy in which I, I leave, which you know I'd like to advance our work in the three areas that we talked about, I'd like to see us drive, you know, greater change in terms of diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, I'm very tied into looking at how we support uh, historically Black colleges and universities to bring individuals, you know, who may not have historically have had a seat at the table or had been engaged. Bring those individuals in. Alpha, Ascend, uh, those are organizations that we should be driving, you know, and, and bringing forward in as well. And then making sure we're supporting the just the the massive you know existence of of cpas and accounting professionals in general that you know i I, I want people to be able to say that while you know when according was in his role when he's left his role that this was the impact that you know he had he created opportunities for greater diversity and bringing you know a technology further into the work that we're doing and helping people think about these processes to really advance what we are interested is again in supporting the public it's a it's it's a huge task right and it's not as if it will be done in one year right and the great thing about our in these roles that we're in is that i'm leveraging my vice chair year which was last year my chair year which goes into 2024 and then i'll still be immediate past chair into you know 2025. so over that three-year period how am i actually helping to you know advance these different initiatives in supporting you know those who were before and after me in this space and i'm looking forward to continue to do that and my work does not end after being chair of the association i I plan to still very much be involved in the organization but supporting who's coming next which you know on the association side will be carla mccall and uh, simon Biddlestone. so those will be the folks who will be behind sarah and i in helping them to continue to advance this work so got our hands full a lot of work to do but you know i can't tell you rob i'm extremely excited about it and i'm very bullish on our profession
0: well, that's probably well answered in the last sixty seconds we have, Ah, What makes you so excited about the future of accounting? Well,
1: I would say when I think about the young people who I get to meet, and going across the country, as well as those who are, you know, I would say, you know, mid-level, even you know, further in their career, but really the, the young people who are really just you know, their energy about how they how they feel about the profession, how they want to change the world, and how they just need the support of individuals like you know, me and and you and and others who really want to, you know, who who can advance the profession, who can help mentor, develop and support them. So that's another aspect that I'm highly interested in, which is mentorship and sponsorship, which I think is critical to helping them to succeed. So when you see that and you see that spark in someone and you can help them to achieve what they're looking at, it's, it's inspiring. And again, it creates this energy that is infectious. And I believe that we, do, we just have a, a great profession that will be able to continue to impact economies, businesses and firms and individuals for a long time to come.
0: Well, Corey Ramsey, chair of the AICP and SEMA, it's been wonderful having you as a guest today. We so appreciate the passion and joy with which you address some very tricky questions. Uh, but yeah, it's been really impressive having you on the show and uh, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Thank
1: you so much, Rob. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been a pleasure.
0: You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast.
1: Sponsored by Advanced Track. Helping you as an accountant confidently choose between outsourcing and offshoring.